Welcome to the Teaching Excellence podcast hosted by me, Steph Tinsley, Quality Improvement Specialist working in further education. I'm interested in high quality education, professional development, culture and innovation, so we can really make a difference through the work that we do. Each week I'll be reflecting on conversations I've been having with others, or will be joined by people doing great things in education and beyond to share their experiences and freshest thinking with you all. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Um, today, it's just me. Um, I decided this morning I would challenge myself to just click record and start a new series of the podcast on my own which feels really scary um I've been thinking about it for months actually and I just knew that the next series of the podcast needed to be a little bit different but I weren't sure how and I've had months of debating how to take it forwards and it isn't anything radical but basically this series will be a combination of me on my own so a solo series and but also with guests along the way um it's that fear of doing something on your own and launching into it that has stopped me from doing it really at the you know from term two or three last academic year and so this I suppose the first thing I want to say is if you've been holding yourself back from doing something but you keep getting drawn to doing it from a personal point of view, I'm going to encourage you to do it. So we're only here once and um, I think it's really important that we grapple with our little fear gremlins and do the things that we're called to do. And this is one of them for me. People have been asking me quite a lot, are you still podcasting? And Although the podcast hasn't ever really been an identity to me, as in I haven't really classed myself as a podcaster ever, um, I've had so many messages asking me, you know, when are you doing the podcast again? We really miss the podcast, which is crazy to me as well. Um, I think it's in my Instagram bio that I've got podcaster as a word in there and I did it once because I realised that I didn't um, identify as a podcaster and I I thought maybe it would be a good thing to do (laughs) Um, but I still haven't um, fully embodied that and but I do love doing the podcast I love talking to people which is why I've been umming and ahhing about doing series on my own or episodes on my own I love talking to other people and those who know me know that I can talk about education forever so um I'm I'm not worried that I won't have enough to talk about um it's just more that I knew that I would miss talking to other people but I think ultimately this series is going to be a mixture of me talking um about the things that I am thinking about and I think it's important for me because I've got a lot to say and I've got a lot that goes on in my mind about the quality of education. Um, I think I think I just, this morning I woke up and decided to launch in, be brave, do the things that, you know, I want to do and I can see the fear and I'm going to do it anyway. So, you know, if we want to 
if we want to encourage students to do the same, if we want to encourage staff to do the same, then we have to lead by example, don't we? So this is scary for me, um, but I'm doing it anyway. So um, I hope you're all well. I hope you um, have had a nice summer. I know it's been quite a long time. It's it's nearly a year, I think, since I did the podcast last. Um, so much has been going on for me personally and um, lots of things to share over the next coming months. Um, but things, I, I've really needed some time and space to not do too much. I, t- I typically tend to take on too much, especially the stuff that I do for free. Um, the podcast, bringing people together, communities. Um, I take on a lot and I, I do those things because I really feel a sense of motivation and purpose about them. I, I'm here to make a difference. Um, and so there have been times where I've taken on a little bit too much and I've had to just have a bit of space, a bit of time just to focus on me over the last year and also work, um, do the work that I want to do and do a good job of that. So um, I've been traveling the the country, some of you will already know this, I've been traveling the country, supporting colleges with quality improvement, um, which involves lots of different things, but essentially quality reviews and the evaluation of quality improvement strategies, what's what's got momentum, what needs momentum, what are the priorities, how do we achieve those priorities, but I'm really a bit of a geek about quality improvement, momentum and evidence-based practices, how we can really, um, how we can really make improvements in colleges. I think we do lots of things, but they don't always have an impact. And I see that everywhere. And so I'm really passionate that if we're going to do stuff, if we're going to spend our precious time on doing things, then it should be things that really make a difference. So I've been doing lots of that with different colleges. I I tend to take on long term projects. Um, not ultimately totally by choice they're, they're, that's just what's happened the last three years I've been brought some longer term projects so um, I've been acting as quality advisor for maybe two terms um, sometimes three and I really love that work because it means that I can um, see change through over time we know that that's the case we know that you know one-off sessions don't have a massive impact they do have an impact but they don't have uh, they don't support long-term change and that's what I'm about that's that's ultimately what I'm about and I love the the mechanics and the logistics and the um psychology I suppose to change and and that's why I'm always in spaces supporting colleges to lead change whether it be culture development or whether it be performance and momentum and quality improvement so um that's enough of that I'll talk more next week I'm going to try and do a podcast every week some will be with me and some will be with guests but next week I'm going to talk a little bit more about initial assessment um, and tell you about some of the new initiatives that I've got coming up this year Um, I've designed some courses for teaching and learning leads or teaching and learning coaches um, curriculum managers but also a new um, avenue that I want to go down is um, a course professional development for those that deliver tutorial provision or that wider curriculum those that support student progress such as personal tutors or progress coaches 
um, because I'm really fascinated by personal development, transformational development, student ownership of learning, mindset, motivation, and how we can really help students to develop a sense of self. So I'll talk about that over the next coming podcast and the website is under development. Um, I'll put some links in the podcast um, information as to where you can find a few different things, um, especially additional training that I've, I've developed. But I wanted to talk about the first six weeks today. I think that's really important. And um, I've been having lots of conversations with different people up and down the country. Um, last week, or maybe the week before, we had the first National Quality Managers meeting or network. It's not really a meeting. It's just a place where we get together, talk about quality priorities and challenges so if you're not part of the quality manager network and you are a quality manager um, that could be in adult education it can be in FE it can be in um, six forms it can be in wherever you wherever you uh, wherever you work independent training providers we have a, a real mixture of people in that network which is really great actually when we get together because we have lots of different perspectives in that space. Um, so if you want to join that, um, just have a look on LinkedIn or on Twitter. You'll find my um, link tree link in my bio and there's a link there to join the Curriculum Managers um, Network. Uh, sorry, the Quality Managers Network. And so um, if you're unsure of where to find any of those, then just email me um, and I'll get back to you. So it's stephaniewilkinson83 at gmail.com at the minute. And um, so, yeah, so if you want to join that, you're more than welcome. I wanted to talk about the first six weeks because I've got this sense that people still think induction is like the first day or possibly like the first two days um, of a new term or a new course. And this is relevant for anyone who teaches FE, HE and apprenticeships ultimately because we don't necessarily need to talk about the first six weeks being the first six weeks of a September term. With apprenticeships, I'm very aware there's lots of rolling um, provision and it. I'm just talking about the first six weeks of any new course um, or any new setting for learners. So... I just wanted to talk about that because, as I said, I get this sense that people think induction is just the first day or the first two days. And then there's quite a lot of people jumping into teaching a normal timetable. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to say that first because you can teach and you can get on with the curriculum. But it's important to think about the other things that contribute to student retention and engagement. And... Um, in in rushing into teaching and focusing on the curriculum and the content, we can sometimes get a little bit lost or forget about the other things that are significantly important. And I wanted to also raise the conversation or the point that I've been having in several conversations about initial assessment. And I'm going to record a whole episode next week about initial assessment because um, I also get the feeling that people think initial assessment is just one activity or one assessment, like mini assessment or one thing that they do with learners. 
And actually, initial assessment is lots of different things that contribute to a picture of initial start points for learners. And that needs to include lots of different things and therefore will be information you gather over the first four or five weeks so that by the time you get to week six, you have this wider picture, this holistic picture of learner start points. But more about that next week. Um because there's a lot, a lot to initial assessment. From an induction point of view, or the in my mind, induction is the first six weeks. The first six weeks gives you a real opportunity to really get to know your learners, to get to know what they're about, um, to get to know what they like, what they don't like, what their previous learning experiences are, what they're good at, um, what they're interested in, what their motivations are. Um, what their skill sets are or not, um, what their strengths are, what their um, visions are for themselves for the future, what their ambitions are, what have they experienced so far just generally in life that, that has led them to this point of why they're potentially interested in this industry what do they see that industry to be like for them? What do they know about the industry? And I think we can't underestimate the power of getting to know students so that they really feel like they are known um, and understood and that we're trying to constantly match or develop their sense of self and match that to potential outcomes for them so it's only through us knowing students really well that we will be able to then talk to them about possible options for them or get them to look at different routes into industry potentially or look at different options for future progression and I'll, I'll talk about why that's important so the other thing that's really important and ultimately is linked to interest and engagement and ultimately would be related to retention as well is the importance of building relationships and a sense of community amongst learners in that first six weeks so they are two separate things relationships with students um, and with your classes is significantly important the the tone of those relationships will dictate the standards and expectations that we set for our learners in the first six weeks and the first six weeks will then directly impact the the rest of the year so routines behavior um, expectations how we communicate that we believe in students because that's seen to have a massive impact according to the John Hattie research and how you set the tone how you come across to students do they trust you do they like you do they think that you're confident and competent do they feel like you've got that expertise in the industry you know how you put all that across will determine and shape the relationships you build with the students so there's lots in here and I have actually created training about the first six weeks so I'll put a link in the in the podcast episode information about where you can get more if this is something really interesting to you and you think that it's 
this first six weeks you haven't quite nailed yet it's still not it's still not too late to um, access that training and really apply that in the first you know in the next four five weeks um, so I'll put a link in there to that but ultimately there's lots of psychology and there's lots of things to think about that can really have an impact community is a big player so ultimately as humans we want to feel a sense of belonging and how we build community in our classrooms in our colleges in our departments you know really has an impact on whether students feel a sense of belonging to that place and the way that I want to highlight this is if we started a new job the first few days we would come home and we would be making a decision about whether we this is for us through lots of different factors but one of them will be and the most important one will be the people are these your people can you see yourself being around these people a lot because that's ultimately what happens when we go to work that we're asking students to spend a lot of time in our learning establishments and with us and therefore the relationships and the sense of community and belonging that we build really is significant to whether they see themselves doing that and being in that space for a long period of time whilst they achieve a qualification or whether they or, or or whatever it is that they're working towards so it's really important that we think about that there are lots of ways to build community and it's you know there's lot again there's lots of complexities there but we have to build that sense of belonging we have to build that sense of identity we have to make sure that people feel included we have to build a sense of self we have to build a sense of purpose as a team we have to um, build the ground rules about people feeling heard with diverse opinions um, and that inclusion um, and equity principles um, through what we do and that comes in the way that we facilitate and manage and lead a classroom ultimately um, and, and when I say classroom I don't I don't mean I'm not talking just about FE and having groups you know bigger groups or, or larger groups or medium-sized groups I'm talking about also the spaces that we teach and support apprentices for example on a one-to-one -one basis so all of this applies as a department as a college you, you have messages that help to build a sense of belonging if you haven't got that as an organization you know what do you stand for um if that's not clear then that can affect how you communicate with your students um, if that isn't clear or you're not sure how you know of that from an organizational point of view um, it causes the question marks but it does allow you to answer some other questions which is as a department as a subject department what do you stand for what's your what's the community you're trying to build and what's the sense of belonging that you're trying to build with your students? How does that relate to industry? And then also on, on a individual level, what do you stand for as a tutor? And therefore, how are you going to build that sense of belonging, sense of um, ease with your students so that they feel really a part of education and really a part of a learning journey that is important? 
So I, I wanted to stress relationships and community because they're huge, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention a few other things that I think contribute to a really significant first six weeks and can really impact the way that students see themselves and a way that they also will engage in the next year or two years or whatever that is for their course. I think it's really important to think about engagement. So there is a science to engagement and motivation. And I think that's another whole podcast in itself. Um, I'm also about to record some training on motivation and engagement as well. And probably there'll be two lots of training related to that because there's so much um, thinking around positive psychology that applies to motivation and engagement that we can really think about how that influences the teacher learning experience and can really have an impact with learners so I think that'll be another whole podcast and as I said two lots of training going forwards but from an engagement point of view it's really important that we remember that the first few weeks needs to really spark their interest it really needs to develop a sense of curiosity and if you're unsure how to do that I think it's really important that you just get together and really collaborate as a team as to what are the ways in which you might be able to do that how are you going to create um, what I call the meerkat moments where they go oh that's interesting um you know, oh, I haven't seen that before. And it might be related to like current issues. It might be related to, um, you know, think about what are the wow factors related to your industry at the minute? How can you get employers involved like from day one? How can you get that variety? But also how do you make what happens in the classroom fun? Um, engaging? How do you build um, discussion? How do you embed collaborative learning in there um, so that it becomes student-centered. I think it's really important that we think about student-centered learning as a concept throughout the whole year. We have to move away from tutors, um, you know, sessions being tutor-heavy. And I, I, and I understand how in the first week, two weeks, there's lots of information to get across to students, but there's lots of different ways that we can do that. And we need to just be really aware of the variety and the learning experience that we give to students. I'm definitely not saying there isn't a space for tutors going through guidance and going through important things, but there's also different ways to do that. So it might be that you do um, some like this, or, you know, podcast recording, audio recording, video tutorials that you put on your VLE to do more of the information giving stuff. Um, so then you can spend time in the classroom building relationships and building a sense of confidence, building um, a sense of community and interest in the subject so that the more information giving um, becomes slightly different um, but I'm not saying that you would get rid of all of that as such. I think it's really important to think about engagement from a building confidence point of view as well. So I talk about stretch zones. It's really important that we build confidence and we allow students and facilitate progress relatively quickly. We need to build a sense of achievement. 
um, early doors so that they build confidence and they feel a sense of accomplishment in that first six weeks. Some colleges do this with mini um, certificates related to industry, so actual sense of um, achieving a particular mini qualification or mini certificate very early days so that there's that real sense of achievement. Others do it by really highlighting progress from the first day and really setting out a very explicit goal in that first six weeks about some skills that they're going to develop quickly in that first six weeks so that you build that sense of progress and you build confidence around something they couldn't do particularly well in the beginning. Um, that takes a very conscious approach and it requires lots of communication but it's you know it's important to build confidence it's important to build a sense of achievement quite quickly in the first six weeks meaning and context is something that's also really playing on my mind related to the whole learner journey and all the different elements of learner engagement so that first six weeks needs to answer the question why am I here and the why is a significant question related to everything we always want to know the reason why some of us more than others but why we're doing something why a certain thing is involved in a curriculum why um, it's important how does this learning relate to anything else um, is a really important mission that we have as educators. We really need to answer that question for students explicitly in that first six weeks. So part of that will be infusing the curriculum with a sense of how all this learning is going to lead them to um, the options available to them in industry. The, the the rationale around the curriculum, so how you make your decisions about what is part of that curriculum, in what order you're going to learn it, that, you know, that's just good planning anyway. But being explicit about that with learners means that you're answering the questions about meaning and context. What do all these things um, do for them? How do all those things contribute to that learner journey overall? And there are many different ways in which you can do that. Um, the simplest one would be to start every lesson with the big picture. So why and how this relates to um, their future vision, for example, or the possible options for the future, or what's going on in industry, for example, really will help to bring a focus to the meaning and context of each lesson and it's really important that we answer that question I always say to people that it's important that we don't it when students say why or we give a rationale as to something that we're doing the key rationale cannot be because it's on an assignment because it's in your assessment there's a bigger why to what we're doing and why we're doing it and that has to come first so if it's related to a, an assessment or um a, an a summative part of a curriculum it's valid to highlight the skills needed and um and focus in on that at times but it's bigger than that 
and it has to be a bit more compelling than that if you really want to influence student engagement and student motivation your why has to be really strong um so i'm going to ask you to really or i'm going to challenge you to think about how are you how are you communicating meaning and vision and context how are you putting across to students what is possible for them in the long term and that needs to be a variety of things not just you telling them what's possible that might be student ambassadors so people who completed the course two three years ago and then coming to talk about their journeys um it might be employers it might be industry visits it's how you get them to see what's available beyond the classroom, what's available out there for them. And let's think big about that. Let's show them all the different options. Let's get other people to tell them their stories as well. Students' uh, stories are really powerful. And so we need to think about how do we tell that story to what is possible for them? How are we going to dig into what is possible so that they see something that might interest them and I, I keep saying um, I know quite a few students that have started college this year and I just keep saying to them you, you don't need to know what you want to be and and you might disagree with me um, I know that there's a variety of opinions about this I don't think students need to know what they want to be when they're older you know I think that's um I think we do we lead ourselves into problems with that because they don't know um and instead I've always encouraged my students to think about what they're interested in so my job as an educator is to show them all the different options to give them an insight to build their confidence motivation to build their sense of self and say okay well what are you interested in what are the bits of the curriculum that you're interested in we'll show you different topics we'll get we'll take you to industry we'll bring industry and we're going to give you lots of experiences and their only job is to decide what they're interested in um and then also on the other side of that or alongside of that i should say i also encourage students to start to identify what they're good at we don't do that enough in education um it's once you discover your skills and your strengths you're fueled to do more of that if we can use our strengths we're usually more engaged in our work and I suppose that um links or what's popping up in my mind is uh the PERMA model from Martin Seligman um I've been studying it a lot apart as part of my MPhil which is more related to staff motivation engagement and um the 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 landscape of FE from a staff perspective but the PERMA model is is Martin Seligman talks about the things that help us to engage more flourish more um so perma um is an acronym for positive emotion engagement relationships meaning and accomplishments and it gives us a really nice model to think about how can we do those things through the curriculum how can we take an approach through the curriculum to really support students uh, sense of flourishing so um i think i'll leave it there because I could talk, um, I could go into all of those things in a lot more detail. And like I said, um, initial assessment is a big topic in itself. Hopefully you've started to gather some information about students' start points. Um, you more than likely in the first week or this second week are going to be capturing 
some sort of um, start point and there's a real move to knowledge, skills and behaviour um, start points, which we can't do with one single activity. Um, what I do want to do is just give a shout out to all the public services and sports teams that when I talk to them, they seem to do the first six weeks like really, really well. They build a sense of community. They build a sense of team. They put students in challenging situations, expeditions, um, go out doing all sorts of missions. And the students really grow from that experience. And they really get pushed out their, out their comfort zones. They get to see other people, um, industry, what's going on. And they get to also through that build a real sense of community and team that really helps them to drive forward for the rest of the year and, and build that sense of belonging. So um, I always say that to people when I'm talking about induction, that those teams often do it really well, but they have team at the at the heart of what they do, um, usually from the, um, you know, the, the sport background anyway, um, or public services uh, background. So um, I'll talk more next week about initial assessment. Um, I hope you had a first really good week last week. I hope you have um, find a bit more flow this week with the second week of term. And um, yeah, I mean, this is me pushing myself out of the comfort zone. I hope you've got a few golden nuggets from from the podcast. I'm really I'm really excited about this series and where we'll go and um, who will join me as as some of the guests as well. So um, take care. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. If you want to leave a comment or join the conversation, I'd love you to leave me a voice message in the podcast app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and tune in next week for more.